from MPB Think Radio. This is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we want to take advantage of this nice, nice weather and talk about curb appeal. Before people come inside and see that newly renovated kitchen or bathroom, they check out your curb appeal. Let's see if we can fix up that front porch, maybe even install some new windows, make your curb appeal even better than before. Also, the Gestalt gardener himself, Felder Rushing, will be paying us a visit to talk about lawn care. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we want to take advantage of this cool fall weather and talk about some curb appeal. Before people come inside and see the newly renovated kitchen and bathrooms, they check out your curb appeal. Now, what is that? Folks, it's kind of funny. This time of the year is the most, you get more exposure of people looking at your home this time of year than you do any time else, especially on the curb appeal thing. Now, think about it. Halloween, there's going to be people coming to your door. Thanksgiving, people coming to your door. Christmas, people coming to your door. And they're all looking at that first, you know, that first image when they hit the curb, right? And they're looking in at your house. So even if you've done a really spectacular job on the inside of your house, if you've not updated the front, uh, you know, the curb appeal, uh, you're going to notice the house doesn't seem to have as much magic as it could. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's what we're talking about today. If you've got a question, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So how are you guys doing this morning? Oh, good, man. man. Yes, I'm doing great. Yeah, so what are you working on? Well, me, I've uh, finishing up some kitchen remodeling and uh, taking on a little bathroom remodeling. So it's it's basically uh, getting the house ready for these holidays that you just mentioned. Right, right, and it, you know it's all going to happen real quick here. We're we're only two weeks oh, gosh, away from yes. everything starting. Yes. So what yes. are you working on, Jeff? Uh, we're doing a room addition. It's kind of unique. It's sixty five feet long, twenty five feet wide. Mm-hmm. And inside, it's a vaulted ceiling, so we're putting our trusses up today. Could you say the size of that room one more time? 65 by 25. That's the house. Now, remember, now remember <laughs> how many... What's room a, edition. What's a standard bedroom? 1,500 square foot room edition. Standard bedroom, you know, everything's relative, but, but a typical master uh, right. uh, bedroom would be 15 by... 15 by 18 would be a great size for so a master. 15 by 18. So someone came to you and said, you know what? I want 65 by 25. Yeah. Yeah, well, 65 by 25. And then in the I'm living in, wrong. The, in, the, in the middle of it, we're going to put a swim spa. Oh, come wow, on, man. Beside the swim spa, we're going to put a hot tub. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Everything vaulted, everything cypress on when the inside. When you get inside. there later so. today, could you ask them if they need a pool boy or something? <laughs> so this is a dream bedroom. Right. Oh, okay. Boy. All right. Uh, oh, a project I was working on this past weekend is really cool. My my wife decided that there was this table, like off to the side, that we would keep the kids' video games in, right? Okay. And on top of that table, we keep pictures and all that other jazz. But, you know, the video games, and my son's got quite a few of them. And you know they're about the 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 the, the uh, cases for those video games are about the size of an old video rental cartridge. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, <clears throat> there's lots of them. Well, she wanted to get rid of this quote unsightly table mm. and come up with some sort of bookshelf system. So I, it took me a long time to do the planning and everything, but I finally came up with a uh, uh, a custom made cabinet bookshelf system that I put in. Uh, that has sliding doors, kind of wow. like um, a sliding door, like for a, a sliding window, you know, glass door, that kind of thing. Oh, so man. they slide both <clears throat> ways so that you can reach in and grab the games on one side and then the actual consoles on another, and you can put the pictures on top. So, uh, And we were able to get rid of the, quote, unsightly table. Uh, you engineered this from the table. Uh, yeah, yeah, from the, from, the, from the bottom up. I just I bought a piece of plywood, and here we go. Oh man, yeah. So, but it looks good, and it is now functional. That took a minute, but uh, <laughs> so, so anyway, that's what I've been working on today. It's kind of funny. We're talking about curb appeal, how your front lawn, front porch, even your front door sets the tone for your home. Now, we've talked about this a lot, a lot. Is that front door? Because man, that nothing makes more of a statement than that front door. Yes. You know? Yes. And the front door, and uh, if you look at it sometimes, is like when I go home today, I've been noticing, and it'll catch your eye, there's this one little flake of paint mm. by the doorknob because, you know, that's where everybody grabs, you know, so that's where you get a lot of problems with the door as far as the paint is right around where everybody, you know, their keys jangle up against it or whatever else. It gets little gouges and stuff. So, so that is going to be a project in the future for me is repainting that door. You know, it's just a standard steel well, door. You know, it's so important to have the have the front of that house looking as nice as you can, like you said. Um, I mean, let, let's just say that you have your home on the market, mm-hmm. and you have totally tricked your kitchen out, your right. master bath, everything <laughs> is beautiful, but you neglected the outside. Right. Mm. The buyer, the potential buyer, is probably not going to stop. No. Oh, that yeah. that house. They're going to drive by. Yeah, yeah, that house doesn't look good to me. Mm-hmm. You know, get the get the front of that house looking right, and I, I think your chances of uh, yeah, think of how much value moving that product would be better. Right, think of how much value you're losing yes. by that person just driving by. Mm-hmm. Curve um, appeal uh, draws you in because you're curious. Then you see it look good from the outside, and you say, "Wow, I, I want to see the inside." Now, yeah. Jeff, you do a lot of new construction. What are the last touches you or your guys put on a house to give it that curve appeal? You know, something that that I think really looks good is is outdoor lighting. Uh, mm-hmm. We're doing more and more soffit lights. Um, now, now explain to folk what soffit lights are. Okay, your soffit lights would go in your in your soffit, which is which is the underneath of the roof, if you will. Yeah, the part that hangs over the house yes. of your roof. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so we're putting LED there, and then another thing we're doing is is up lighting and down lighting. On, what does that mean? Well, it's like um, uh, up light a window. Um, oh, so light it from the bottom? Absolutely. There you absolutely. go. Absolutely, and and you know, depending if you have a gable, 
you can do some down lighting, mm-hmm. and these are soft lights, but it really makes that that house pop, right. um, you know, at, at at night. So, and one of the things I've noticed also is be very careful of what you buy as far as lighting out front. Now, here's the deal: I saw the other day just some really cool uh, down lighting or up lighting uh, solar lights that mm-hmm. you could just stake out in mm-hmm. your yard. It's mm-hmm. got a little, a tiny little solar panel on it. And in the, at night, it it shines up on the house wherever 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 it is that you put it. But um, one of the things I noticed there were two there. One of them was that blue LED light, right? And one was that yellow LED light. Now the yellow LED light is going to look sort of normal. Yes, you know. Yes, the blue will keep me up all night long. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but that blue light just makes me want to like drive faster or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is, but you can get more of a natural yellow light or you can get, you know, like that blue light if you just want to light up the entire sky. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure I would mix and match them, but. You know. No, 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 I wouldn't either. Um, so, uh, so Dell, if a customer were to call you and say, I want to put a new light right by my door, you know, the, 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 the little light that sits by your door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you suggest to somebody these days? Um, you know, typically the, the soft uh, LEDs mm-hmm. or or a nice fixture. Sometimes that that could help. They have the, um, you know, it's it look I, like the torch light and and oh, different. Those are um, nice. You know, yeah. you could put on both sides um, different little soft lighting. Yeah, it just depends on what the front entrance looks like. Now I've noticed those lighting fixtures can go from bottom basement seven dollars to. Oh, yeah. Hundreds and oh, yes. hundreds of yes. dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you can make it look as snazzy as you want. Yeah. They call those artisan. Artisan. Yes. <laughs> those, art, those artisan light fixtures. Right. Yes. And like, uh, yeah, when they always imply that word when it's going to cost more. When it, when it costs more. <laughs> right, right. So, Dell, what do you call the really nice roofs? Oh, uh, yeah. Artisan roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but seriously, it's, it's, um, it's the better look. Right. And and that's what some people um, are looking for. They're not worried about the price. They want that look. And and it's, two, if you have bushes and scrubs around the house, a little cutback could really um, lift the house up. And if any flaking or peeling paint, that should be uh, scraped and painted. Ah, it okay. really helps to have um, the right colors and, and clean and neat, right. edged out. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Is there something about your curb appeal you want to change? Maybe add some. And we're going to talk about that whole bushes thing and everything else uh, with Felder Rushing of the Stalk Gardener here in just a moment. Maybe your front door needs a makeover. Maybe your porch is not as inviting as you would want it. Remember, Halloween's coming. you got to get kind of inviting to get a four-year-old to walk up to your house. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. It's Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Our, uh, today we're here talking about curb appeal. You might not be selling your house, but the front of your house speaks volumes to those that pass by and even more to those that come in. So let us improve that image or try to help. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 877- Six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. As promised, special guest Felder Rushing, the Gestalt Gardener in the house today. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. We're talking uh, curb appeal. Real quick, wanted to let you fellas know, something was said last week. We had an electrician on the show last week, mm-hmm. and something that was said that seemed to be uh, more controversial than any of us thought. But here we go, Okay. Hello, I'm listening to your show. This was from last week, and I am an entomologist, an insect scientist, for those of you who don't know. And it's true that LED bulbs attract less insects than incandescent because of a lower range of UV waves emitted. Isn't that neat? So LEDs mm-hmm. do attract nice. less bugs. Uh, they're attracted to various light waves, not the heat. They're not attracted to the heat. They're attracted to light waves. So we got a little off balance last weekend with the whole heat thing. But uh, we actually use LED lights in some of our mosquito attracting traps. So wow. so I've got two different messages here. One is right. not as many bugs come to LEDs, but that they're good for attracting mosquitoes, maybe? I, I don't know. Anyway, we, we need a bug guy to come on and clarify that for us. All right, eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's go to oh man, Jason's wife. Yeah, <laughs> no disguise. Java, this time. you just you're <laughs> killing me. All right, uh, hi, sweetie. Hi. What kind of light bulb can I use to remind my husband to let the dogs back in? Uh oh. Before he goes to work. Right. Okay. See, every morning. <laughs> I can answer that. You need a cattle prod. They're a electric. cattle prod. They're, They're electric. electric. Yeah. Because I've had the neighbor call and all that because the dogs are running loose. Oh no! So here's the deal. Every morning I go out, I start the truck, get it warmed up. You know. Well, uh, I also take the dogs out with me, and then invariably every morning I forget that they exist, and I leave and go to work. Well, let's just install a dog door. No. We don't have a back door to the backyard. We can we can make we can make a back door. Yeah, we can make a back door. (laughs) We tried it. We trust us. We tried it, but But we have a side door, and it's a really long story. So right. Well, anyway, you could think help my husband think of unique ways. uh, Need something to clothesline me when I start walking to my car. Yeah. Yeah. Something will pop out. All right. Thanks, Woody. Appreciate the call. All right, bye. Bye. Number I'm, of calls, I'm eight glad seven. I'm, I'm glad I'm not the one who gets crank calls. Right, right. <laughs> that was not a crank call. That, that was the boss. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're talking about some uh, curb appeal. And, Felder, before we got uh, before you got here, we talked about uh, uh, that front door being, like, a really big deal. And, uh, you know, put your pop of color there. Decide what's going to be most attractive. And that front door is going to give that first impression of kind of what you're about. You know, are you conservative? Are you are you are you kind of wild out there? You know, you paint your door purple or brown or black or what? You know, I mean, it's so you can do whatever you want with it. However, um, that's not the only thing that goes into it. And um, if you're if you're sprucing up one of the other things, there's a house in my neighborhood that has got all the stuff. But if you look at the house. 
they've not done anything to the outside. So it mm. looks a little industrial on the front. There are no plants. There are no bushes. There are no flowers. It's grass going up to the um, foundation. Mm. You know oh, what I'm man. saying? So there's just nothing there. And I think, oh, my gosh, if you would go, if you would just do something here, anything, you know. Felder, if you saw a house like that um, in a little neighborhood, yeah. what, where would you start with filling things in? Well, it's, and, and oddly enough, it's not a horticultural thing. I do a lot of landscape consultations, and right. I tell people all the time, first of all, people driving down the street do not see your house. Uh-huh. They got stuff on their mind. They're watching the road. They're looking for kids. Right. If they glance that way, it's for a nanosecond. Right. So anything you can do that catches their attention instantly and briefly, huh. and they'll move on. You don't have to have anything around your house if you've got a purple door. Right. Right. You know, or <laughs> in, in, if you if you hang an American flag or any kind of flag, mm-hmm. Ole Miss, whatever right. flag out there, don't put it at the corner. You have to put it by the door. Consolidate all that. Create a focal point. Paint the door. And a lot of times you'll have a, a very simple. Uh, Suburban style house, and you can build a really simple, inexpensive, basic arbor mm-hmm. right outside the front door. My son did that, and you know, and grow a vine on. And immediately, that you know, everybody looks right there. The color of your door, whether your steps are safe, right? Uh, you know, and put, you know, put your flag there, and put a group of plants, not necessarily on both sides, but one side of it. just create a strong focal point, and nobody will notice if you have. Anything else? Matter of fact, it's a lot easier to not have anything up against your house. Have a bunch of stuff you got to prune and you know mow around and weed and all that kind of stuff. So create a real strong focal point. Paint, arbor, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, rails, architectural features, or a big pot of plants just to one side. Oh but, wow! But create that one focal point, and nobody's going to notice. And if you edge your grass, uh-huh. then that gives that peripheral feeling that you're okay. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, in other words, keep the rest of it neat so it doesn't, you know, so it doesn't distract. Right. Oh, that's interesting. You know, you don't want to find a crust on the, your plate when you go to a restaurant. Right. Well, you don't want to have that in your landscape either. You know. Well, there you go. Nice little focus. You know, paint. Uh, it's a real simple arbor, guys. It's one of the simplest things people can do. Two, now, two posts and some cross beams. One of the one of the things that I wanted to ask you mentioned about handrails. Uh, for those of you that have steps out of the front, you know, stoop there, the, the, the front door. Um, uh, Jeff Dell, have you guys dealt with putting in many handrails, anything like that? Anything sure. you can do? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cause I guess you could go with like the, the iron look, you could go with, uh, I don't know, ornate wood. What, what can you do? Yeah. Well, you know, I like an, I like an iron uh-huh. railing on the front of my house. Right. Um, uh, now code will tell you, um, over three steps requires handrail. Really? Yes. Yeah, my insurance so. company, they, you know, they made me put, you know, sure. I've got like five steps. They made yeah. me put That's right. rails up, you know, and it's a big oh. wide porch. If somebody falls, they'll tumble. They won't hurt themselves. But these <laughs> right. Don't, you know, got to have it. Right. I did not know that. Okay, so more than three steps, you said? And you yeah, yeah, yeah. More than three steps, you have to have handrails. That's right. Um, okay. And and now that you're, now that you guys are building in this, you know, modern age, is there anything, um accessibility required that you have to do with a handrail uh you know is there any sort of requirements of what type of handrail it's uh, your your choice really yeah if you okay. want to get decorative and, and have butterflies in between yeah. you know <laughs> you know i like i like a or spiders ten- it's halloween yeah, yeah. yeah it's halloween uh, i like a tennis ball with you know if, if i'm going to put spindles let's let's say i'm doing a uh, elevated deck off of the back, uh-huh. uh, and I'm going to have spindles on it. Right. Um, I want I want a tennis ball 
no no more than a tennis ball width. So easy enough to grab spin. a hold of. Well, that and a kid, a kid can't get their head in there. And oh, so oh, okay, a tennis ball width a tennis between ball the spindle. Width. Okay, yeah. good. I got that. All right, Jeremy is on the line, and and if you guys don't know, Jeremy is one of our experts on everyday tech. And uh, you've got an issue with a dog digging under a fence. Now, with these three contractors, well, two contractors and filter. I got I, a dog. I, yeah, I've dealt with that. I can I can tell you <laughs> that there are going to be varying degrees of what's going on. I know Jeff's a hunter, so he might have a different feeling on this than others. But, uh, so so what's your question, Jeremy? Okay, so um, my dog has been uh, – he, he figured out finally that he could, uh, he could dig under my fence and get out of my yard. Uh, and I know he's not calling 811 before he's doing it. Right. So he's in big trouble there. He is. Um, what is the best solution to keep him from doing that? I mean, I've heard, like, put pepper in the ground and, you know, all this other stuff. Like, well, what, what do you guys have experience with in that area? Well, if you're going to have fun and do it right, you certainly want to dig a three-foot trench and fill it with concrete. And then you're okay. It's, Outside so, of that, let's go to Felder. I've done this a number of times, and I've got digging dogs. Uh, a lot of people, you just get you some chicken wire. You staple it to the bottom of the fence and have it coming down towards the house and throw some dirt or mulch over it so the dog's standing on it trying to dig out. And you can spray paint it the same color. It disappears. But a little chicken wire or any kind of fencing from the a, a few inches up on the bottom of the uh-huh. fence out towards the house so that they have it stand on it while they're digging. Can't get through it. Wow. That's a good idea. That's And it disappears. My gate, like, he's he's dug running over where my gate is. So that's the one part of the fence that has to move. So how do, what do I do with the chicken wire if I can't attach it to the gate? Put a big rock there or something like that. You know, okay. just, just. Big rock. Yeah, outthink the dog, man. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have used, um, uh, I took a piece of outdoor plywood. And this is going to sound ridiculous to anyone else, but I took a piece of outdoor uh, plywood that was four feet wide and about, uh, well, two feet wide, four feet long, okay? And I put that right in front of our gate because the dogs were digging under the gate. Well, they can sit and scratch on that plywood until they're bored, but they're not going anywhere. Uh, that's, That's what I did. Now, it'll kill everything under there and create a muddy mess. However, your dog's not going anywhere. Yeah, put okay. some put some flagstone there or something like that. But oh. yeah, just you might have to redesign the gate, you know. But uh, you know, the chicken wire thing all the way around works like a charm, and it'll keep the neighbors' cats out too. Oh, okay. that includes probably critters like possums and raccoons. Maybe if they go under. Yep. Yeah. Raccoon will get there regardless. But the the chicken wire is cheap. It dis, you spray paint it, disappears, and you can have it tucked in a little bit to where the grass or mulch or whatever grows over it. And they have to stand on it. Right. And okay. can't dig through it. Genius. All right, right man. Thank you guys. Appreciate it, Jeremy. What do y'all think about that? I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I mean, it's an easy one. Yeah. Cheap. Yes. I don't, I don't think you'd keep a goat in, but I'd probably keep a dog in. <laughs> oh, no, there is no keeping goats in. No. You didn't? No. No, there's not. Um, maybe a penitentiary like, of some sort. I like goats. They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, 877-MPB-RING if you've got a question, 877-672-7464, or you can go to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Man, think about this this morning. We have two contractors that will cost 150 bucks to pull up into your driveway, but you have free asking power of questions, and you have Felder Rushing, who, if you just can't wait until Friday or Saturday... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we're going to be talking about some other ways, especially uh, with this uh, curb appeal thing. Felder, we're going to be talking to you when we come back about natural fencing and what that means. Uh, we'll be right back. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein. Here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601. Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, our guest today. Felder Rushing, the Gestalt Gardener himself, and you can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're talking this morning about curb appeal, all those things that you can do to help out um, to make your front area that people see uh, more aesthetically pleasing. The reason why I say that, we talked at the first of the show here, Felder, that we're getting into that season where lots of people come to your door because mm-hmm. you got Halloween, you know, and everybody would be coming to your door. And then Thanksgiving and Christmas, that's when you have people visiting. And, and you thought about, Dell, you thought about fixing up your kitchen and you did that, but mm-hmm. then you didn't do anything uh, to the broken doorbell. So it might yeah. be time to take a look at that. Just know? run in the house. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we were, um, we were talking before we went, Felder, about natural fencing. And uh, I've seen this before. I don't know how it happens. What is natural fencing? I don't know. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. Plants. Oh, plant. Okay. Yeah. I thought of some kind of, you know, new solution or something. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, for, like for a some, row of trees or something. Yeah, nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, where you need uh, privacy, there's nothing could be better than a structure. Because mm-hmm. plants are going to cost, you know, a row of plants costs a lot more than the same length of fence. Uh, and it takes cool. a while to get there. You know, if you want to buy something that looks really good right now, mm-hmm. it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and you've got to plant it. You've got to water it. You've got to, take, you've got to prune it. And most of the plants we use for screening uh, have to be sheared. You know, not pruned heavy, but just sheared. Right. Uh, you know, sort of like you would trim a beard rather than shave. Right. And, uh, and, and you know, that takes time. It takes a little expertise. And, you, and if you don't keep at it. It looks bad. So right. Uh, right off the bat, I would suggest instead of thinking of a of a fence, mm-hmm. uh, would be like a baffle. Y'all y'all ever feel questions about just like a section of a fence that doesn't go all the way to the ground? Yep. Uh, we've got a lot of neighbors who put two posts up, some cross pieces, mm-hmm. and some lattice between it up off the ground. Right. You know? mm-hmm. And it could be three feet off the ground and go up two feet or whatever. But mm-hmm. you could take a piece. It's like she, uh, shielding your eyes from the sun with just your hand. Right. You know, you don't have to black out the whole sky. But by putting a couple of posts and any kind of fabric, uh, fence boards, uh, tin, right. uh, you know, lattice, anything like that, putting a vine on it, that takes the immediate view out between you and, let's say, your neighbor's bathroom right. window or patio or whatever. And then you can tone that down with shrubs. But typically the shrubs we plant mm-hmm. uh, are going to take a little while to get there right. or else they're going to be real expensive to begin with. And yeah, I saw I saw someone putting a what would be, I mean, obviously not an old, but a mature tree in yeah. their yard the other day. And I talked to them about what that tree cost. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. And I worked at a tree nursery before I ever went to school, and uh-huh. they cost four times as much. And oddly enough, they have about a 40% survival rate. Oh, wow. A smaller plant is a better buy. It gets established, and it grows quicker. Uh-huh. But like I say, when people want natural screening, they immediately put great big things that are expensive 
and uh, they, they, they need a certain amount of care. Uh-huh. Nothing wrong with it, but I think a combination of plants and some kind of a fabric, right. whether it's a fence. Or, and again, baffle, think of a, of a billboard that's only six feet high. Right. You know, that only goes, you know, starts maybe three feet off the ground and goes up a little bit. Right. You can move that around and put two or three of those as needed uh-huh. and then tone them down with plants. Right. And, you know, it doesn't sound horticultural, but, you know, this is instant. And you can put... A uh, couple of posts, some two by fours in in lattice across there for what forty bucks. Right, that's Whereas true. Whereas the five plants, six plants are going to take going to cost you twenty five, thirty bucks a piece. Right. Oh wow. And then <laughs> they're just going to sit there for a while. So right. you know, I'm 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 in favor of a combination of of materials. Right. You know, not fences, but materials. I'm calling them baffles. Right. So if we're if we are to put some bushes out front, of, yeah. and I'm going to say bushes like people say bugs, shrubs, which in, shrubs. In, in, includes everything. Yeah, yeah. What would you suggest? Uh, you know, I wrote a whole book on this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that's a bigger <laughs> you, question you want, than the you end. want something thorny to keep the neighborhood kids out, right? <laughs> uh, you know, for, typically you want to go something evergreen, right? Something that's adapted to our climate. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go to the big box stores will sell plants uh-huh. that will grow better in Florida or Michigan, right? But they're real pretty, you know, the, right. when they put them in. Uh, and also something that uh, that that grows in our kind of soil without mm-hmm. needing a whole bunch of water. Um, but those are the point. evergreen, sun or shade, mm-hmm. uh, adapted to our climate. But also put something that gets the size you want. Typically, when people put hedges out, they put things that are going to get big real quick, and then they won't stop. Right. And you have to keep pruning <laughs> them. You know, you put a whale in a bathtub. Right. And uh, a lot of people, you know, don't don't realize that a shrub is a long term investment. And if you put something that gets the size you want, uh-huh. then you're done with it. But if you put something it may take a little bit time to get there, a couple right. of years or so. But if you put something that's going to get there quickly, uh-huh. that means you're going to have to keep it toned down the rest of your life. Yes. Wow, that so, sounds less. You know, I, I love like plants. I you know, but, but I mean, there's some great plants. But again, choosing a plant that gets the size you want, right? Not something that's got to be kept that size. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. We've got Rick in Grand Bay who has a comment, a, a solution for the digging thing, the dog digging thing. So I hope you're hoping you're listening, Jeremy. What's going on, Rick? I've seen this, uh, this old lady who had a small dog that used to do the same thing. What, the the uh, chicken wire? Had, no, digging underneath the fence and getting out. She went out and bought a cattle fence. A what? And bought uh, an electric fence. Mm. Oh. And uh, you, you can buy a small one. And there's three different sizes of standoff insulators that come off the, the metal fence. Mm-hmm. You get your short ones, you put it about three inches off the ground, and you go all the way around the yard. And the dog gets wrapped two or three times, you can turn it off. You ain't got to worry about it. No <laughs> that is true. Works, wow. for, works for me, you know? too. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, about about uh, uh, looking around the house, uh-huh. I, call them, I call them landing lights. Landing lights. So, yeah, yeah the, the, the lights that kind of light, the accent the, 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 the driveway and stuff. Right. That always looks inviting. Yes. That's a that's a good point. You brought up a, a, a something that I was going to bring up, which is the driveway. It's kind of funny. If you drive through a lot of our neighborhoods these days, the driveway actually goes through almost the center of the yard um, as you're trying to get to, you know, the house may be sitting there and the drive comes up and the, uh, let's say the garage is right there facing the street. So half of your lawn is driveway. Well, in keeping that in mind, what do you want your driveway to look like? 
Now, uh, you know, of course, there's some HOA kind of stuff. I know there was a, a person in my neighborhood that went ahead and stained the entire driveway, um, and it looked amazing. Have you guys done a lot of concrete staining for driveways, things like that? Yes. You know, it used to be real popular. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it, it – uh, it looks nice in certain applications. That's what I did for mine. When you put new concrete out there, it really glares. Oh, yeah, it pops. And you can just mix some latex, some, uh, latex paint with water and roll it on and make uh-huh. it, you know, just, you don't want to paint it, you want to stain it. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know? And uh, no, but it, it does look it does look nice. But the the driveway, don't forget the uh, driveway. And you can put, especially like uh, like Rick mentioned, putting lights out around that driveway can uh, make it look yeah. great, especially if it's a dark neighborhood. Well, mm-hmm. there's, there's two comments I want to make about it. First of all, I, I, I go to a lot of homes to visit, do diagnostic mm-hmm. visits and things, and I never know which door to go to. You know, <laughs> you yeah. don't know what door to go to. Mm-hmm. And if you want people to use your front door, you need to make it obvious and uh, yeah. have it, especially in the evening, having low voltage lighting. I don't like the runway lights, but having, let's say, a crepe myrtle tree by your front door with a with light shining up to highlight the trunk. You know, oh. you know anything that attracts it, and then make the lighting to where it leads you to where you want them to go without shining in their eyes. Uh, and also, uh, just uh day before yesterday, I made a visit. This gal bought her first new house. She's real excited. But where she parks, to get to her front door, she has to walk on stepping stones. And I'm thinking uh, I'm carrying books. I'm carrying uh, groceries, groceries or right. something like that. And stepping stones in the dark or when it's wet or something, I said, pull it up, put your form out there, make you a three-and-a-half-foot-wide sidewalk uh-huh. that says, this is where you go. Right. That's uh, in level and with, with, with the night lighting on Right. And you can do some neat things now with concrete. It's, it's, it's funny because you can do the forms. And make them look like brick pavers. You, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff you can do with them now. Yeah, but your front though, you got to think about heels. Oh yeah, you know, and heels. things like that. That's so, a good point. You know, make it if you, you know, we know where the steps are. Right, <laughs> right. Our visitors don't, and we know which door to come in. Our visitors don't. You know, when you're fixing your your doorbell, uh-huh. put a light on it. You know, yes. that's a good point. Or a wasp nest, whatever you want to go. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's <laughs> go camera. to uh, let's go to Mikey. Which Mikey, you had a comment. You with us? Uh, yes, sir. Am I? Am I with you? Yes, you are. Oh, okay, good. Uh, well, first of all, I have two comments. Um, you you open the show by talking about someone having a problem with remembering that their dogs were outside. Oops. <laughs> yes, that was my wife that called in and to remind me that happens on occasion. You know, you are a lucky man. <laughs> um, but I, I just wanted to say that it seems to me that a really in, you know, easy thing to do as far as that would be to set the alarm on your phone, you know, set it for, you know, however, however 15, 20 minutes, whatever you got to be out there with the dogs. Yeah, there's, there's an app that you can put on your phone that shocks you. Oh, that's a good idea. It's not really right. at all. To be that's honest. a great idea. I'm sure. I hope your wife knows about that. I, you know what? Stop talking. You're you're not helping me. <laughs> okay. And the other thing I wanted to say is, um, uh, thank you for the latex paint thing on the concrete box. Thank you for all sorts of tips that you guys give me. I really do appreciate it. With all you know, and thank you for letting me have fun with you too. You know, it's like that's fine. We we uh, appreciate the fun part. Uh, but um, uh, but listen. Uh, if if you want to not have the curb appeal, um, my situation is very different. I don't want curb appeal. 
I don't want, um, uh, you know, all this other stuff. So do I just do the opposite of what you're recommending? Yes. No, you put a sign out front that says, go away. Right. <laughs> no trespassing. Yeah. Right. Poison ivy in the front, right? Yeah, that'll work too. Mm. Uh, you know. Good fall colors too. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks. Number to call is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. Okay, Jeff, Dell, when I come back, I'm going to ask what your absolute thing that you've got to have, the thing that you've got to make to make the front of the house just so, just right. Jeff, if you're going to sell the house tomorrow, what'd you put out front? We're going to answer that when we get back. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. We'll continue our discussion at the break. Maybe your front door needs a makeover. That needs to happen a lot. Or your porch is not as inviting as you would want it. Uh, oh, by the way, you should take down the spider webs in front of your front door. That always helps, too. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. We'll be right back. Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Remember, these guys are working for free today. Uh, that's right. We've got a couple of contractors in the room. Any question you've got about any DIY project or home improvement, just give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, uh, on the way we were talking, uh, on the way out, we were talking about a couple of things. But one of the things that we mentioned during the break, remember all the good stuff happens during the break, um, <laughs> We mentioned bricks going up to the home, and this reminded me, you know, a lot of times when I go up to a home where the front door is not often used, and let's be honest, there are a lot of homes where the front, do- front door is just not used a lot. Can't get to it. Yeah, well, well and one of, the, one of the things that I notice a lot is loose bricks on that, on that front door, those, for those first three steps or whatever it takes to get up to your home. And not only is it unsightly, folks, but it, it's an insurance nightmare. Um, you need to shore up those bricks. If you have bricks that are loose inside those stairs or one coming out or something of that nature, um, go to your hardware store, your local hardware store, and ask them how to get that brick stuck back in place so that it's not a danger to the people coming up on you. Because understand that if someone comes to your front door, let's say that person is even a mailman, a uh, mail person, mail carrier, if they bring that and have an accident on your front porch, that's on you. So you want to be able to fix those brick problems that you have up front, not just for the looks, but also for the uh, for the uh, insurance. All right, let's go to the phone. We're filling up. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Tim on Highway 2 in uh, Louisiana. I wonder how many there are. Uh, tree planting. What's going on, Tim? Yes, I recently helped a friend of mine jack up his double wide and move it six inches. Six inches, huh? Yes, and that involved, well, no, actually it's closer to a foot. Uh, it involves disconnecting the sewer and putting in a couple of elbows. And the reason we did this is he planted Paloinas along the front of the house. Mm-hmm. When he put the put it in place, uh-huh. they grew so fast, and they were the the trunk 
in 10 years, the trunk was up against the house. Right, right. And I'm sure the roots were doing what they were doing. Oh, yes. Right. So we had to jack it up and uh, slide it and repile it and replumb, uh, you know. The wiring, fortunately, was easy, but but we had to do just a little bit of plumbing. Did you guys think about cutting the tree down? Thank you. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm confused. Get a chainsaw. Right. There were, there were six trees, okay, uh-huh. and they provided really good shade for the house in the summertime. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, you know... Um, well, you know what? That's so a luxury you, know, there you was had, a woman Tim. Involved, okay, there was a woman involved. She, I knew. Oh, okay. I didn't, didn't want to go there, but I knew that. Right. Okay. Hello. Well, Tim, you know what? Consider yourself lucky. If there's a bad tree at my house, I have to cut it down because the house is not yeah. moving. So, so yeah. I guess you got it good that way. We got to move on, man. I appreciate the call. Bye, have a good one. Bye. Alan's on the line, running through uh, Mississippi. Has got a field mice problem for real, Alan? What's going on? Hello. Hey. uh... I live in a little tiny house that's three concrete blocks under it and uh-huh. a tiny crawl space. Well, when wintertime comes, here comes the mice. And I was wondering, uh, do you know if that rodent show if they advertise on TV works, which you can now buy on Walmart, or I use the uh, rat flu traps, but you just can't buy enough of those. I got two dogs that catch mice. And yeah. yeah, you got cats, man? No, I don't have cats. I got a little uh, mixed dachshund. He won't let a cat around. Well, that's that's a shame because they just hate cats. <laughs> and they'll go away well, from I cats. I'll tell you what, this little one, I walked through my house and I heard her crunch. I looked at him. He caught a mouth in midair. Wow, that's pretty good. Now, for uh, uh, a few weeks ago we had, um, was it John, the, the, the bug guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah John and, Abel of Abel's yeah, yeah, Premier yeah, 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 John Abel, and he suggested... That we get, because um, I've got the same problem. I've got a little cabin uh, out in the country. And uh, he suggested that we get the traps to go outside. Mm-hmm. The bait traps right. would be the would be the way to to, um, to go there, Alan. I would say, Alan, get a mama cat and a daddy cat. <laughs> and they'll make more cats. I'd, and you won't have a mouse farm. A little bit. Well, I then, have an old lady that lives next to me. She has tons of cats. <laughs> not in my house. I drive truck. I'm actually down here. I'm from Ohio. I'm uh, running across Interstate 22 and Culture Radio Station. Oh, okay. And my dogs travel with me, so they can't catch anything when I'm gone. Now, that's living right there. What were you going to say, Felder? Oh, well, you know, try, controlling them is a never-ending bailing a leaky boat. You know, you could trap, you could poison, and it works. But to me, the longer solution is to find out where they're getting in the house, stuff some steel wool or whatever it takes right. in there. And in other words, secure your house and understand that the, the mice and the rats and the squirrels and the raccoons and the possums, you can, right. you can trap them and kill them forever. Right. And, remember, and they will keep coming back. So find out what's the direct threat to your property. Keep them coming in the house. And just take your glasses off. You won't see them. Yeah. They, <laughs> they, uh, they guarantee – the funny thing we have learned here on the show is that they no longer recommend vents for underneath the house. They recommend actually closing that off completely. Uh, so that, in other words, a lot of people have holes in, you know, vents in the home, underneath yeah. the home. They no longer say that that's the right thing to do, yeah. that you should just go ahead and close it off, and you yeah. won't get any critters in there. Yeah, secure your perimeters, right. and then let the world swirl around you. Right. All right, um, let's keep going. We're going to go to Tommy in North Shore, who's got a tree problem. You with us, Tommy? 
Hang in there, John. Yes, so what's going this on, man? One, this one's for Felder. Okay. He helped me once years ago with Dr. Dirt. But uh-huh. um, Felder, I, we just bought a house with several acres, and we've got um, oak trees, pin, water, white, and red oaks. And, you know, we just kept all of them and cut everything else down in the yard. And some of these vary from taking you and I holding hands to put our arms around them all the way down to just, you know, one person can hug one of mm-hmm. them. But this disease is spreading when i say like wildfire in a wind it really is it started at the woods off the back of our land okay okay let me interrupt just say you're getting into something that that is really interesting but shoot me an email about it because we're going to take up a lot of time talking about the possibilities here i'm not trying to cut you off but we got a couple of great contractors here <laughs> please shoot me an email because you you're dealing with something that that is of great concern to horticulturists and gardeners right now and i want to discuss a little bit more detail than we have time for right I, I appreciate you understanding that right and of course you can catch felder friday uh, yeah, this this is a bit this is a big deal, but it yeah. takes longer than we got this morning. There you go. Let's go on to uh, John and Mobile, and this one's neat. A uh, pressure washer size. What What do you mean, John? Are you trying to Are you trying to buy a pressure washer? Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a pressure washer, Jason, to um, clean. Uh, I've got a little house with uh, driveway, stoop, and walk. Mm-hmm. Made of concrete that's all discolored. And I'd like to know what the smallest, you know, smallest washer, uh, pressure washer, uh, is that would do the job in a reasonable amount of time. Um, I've, a... I've seen things as low as $70 online, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking that'll take a week and a half to do the job. <laughs> yes, I would say. I would say I would stick with and, and you guys are the contractors. I mean, I've got a pressure washer, but I would say at least 2,800 PSI. Uh, that you would need that, and that's what a lot of the uh, a lot of the electric pressure washers that you see. They're a little bit cheaper. Will get you up to about uh, around twenty seven hundred, or some of them are even seventeen hundred. Man, don't buy that. Mm-mm. Don't buy that. You'll sit okay. out there all day long and kill yourself. Get something okay. at least over twenty eight hundred um, uh, pressure psi, and yeah. what that will do. Um, is is get it right off there. They also sell an attachment. Yes, for the pressure washer. Okay, you listen, John. This is big. Yeah, I think I've seen what you may be talking about. Looks well, like a big circle. Yeah, that you attach it to. That its job is to clean surfaces. That's all it does. You know, so you don't have to just wave the wand back and forth for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You put this attachment on there and you just kind of roll it around and it takes it all off. And it's at least a foot to a foot and a half wide. So you're getting a larger path done faster. And oh. and actually, you can rent that. That thing, that's, yes. what, that's, that's what a I'm, rentable deal. i got to do that this weekend. And you really? can rent one yes. for nothing that's right. and take it back. Yep. The pressure washer itself? Yeah. Yeah, the pressure well, washer. Well, you have that and the attachment. And the attachment. Sure. There you go, John. I've never heard of that attachment. That's, I oh, that, that, this helped me this nice. weekend. This yeah. is worth walking up here for. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I tell you, go ahead and grab one of those. And it's not a bad idea, like they said, to rent one because the great thing about that is you can try it out and say, you know, is this is this one too much for me? And the thing is, with something like a, uh, a pressure washer, is that you'll find you use that about six times a year, tops. 
Maybe. Yeah, it'd stay in the so garage. how much are you willing yeah, once, to spend? Once or twice. That's, I, I have to use yeah. one because of the, the, you know, the black sooty mold that, that drips off the trees and all that. Right. I have to use a flagstone, my decks and all like that. And it's right. so much easier just to rent one. Let them keep it the rest of the year. Right. right. The thing is, is because, John, when you don't use those for a while, the actual pumps that are on mm-hmm. uh, pressure washers, the engines will go forever. But it's the pump that is the thing that makes the water comes out fast. You know what I'm okay. saying? And that, if you don't maintain that pump and keep the right fluid in there when you're not using it in the whole nine yards, uh, you could come back to it next year and it could be fried. You know, I just see. not even okay. useful. So. Well, that's good advice. I think he redirected me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Uh, well, so, so we're not doing the numbers at this point. But let me ask uh, Felder. Is there anything that you would suggest if you just bought a home and you're going to try to make uh, the front look better? What's the one thing you do? Uh, make the make the door the focal point, the plants, the color, the lights, the steps, and all like that, and make it where it's obvious from the street. Mm-hmm. You know, to create a focal point that's really strong and bold, and right. nobody will notice the rest of the stuff. Dale, that, that's a great point. I would say, um, along with that door, probably um, change the put the shadow colors the same. It kind of always make it like a suit and tie. You want the front to look kind of uniform, great, right? Great, so good idea. You hadn't changed the shadow colors, or or even changed the shadows, or that needs everything the shutters, up. Yeah. Yes, or just mm-hmm. the trim if you have a brick house. You know, right. just give it that sharp edge. And folks, that's, don't that's, don't that's use. A, that's the house equivalent of edging your grass. Yes. It can be right. a really crappy yard, but if it's edged, it looks good. Right. What do you think, Jeff? Good yeah, idea. you know, I like a flag. You like a flag? Yeah, a flag and, makes and, a difference. you know, obviously the, the, we should all be flying the American flag, but, right. but uh, you can do a theme. You can do a theme flag. Oh, yeah. You you know? can, ho- it's holi- Thanksgiving. Holi- holiday, yeah. yeah. Sure. Halloween so, flag. Yeah. You know. I think that's a good idea. Okay. I can live with all this. All right. Uh, well, well, that's good because when you get home, you got to deal with that dog. Yes, you do. <laughs> Go kids. I'm not worried about the dog, fellas. It's the wife. All right. Uh, <laughs> that about wraps it up. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and it's funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Michelle McAdoo for Dell Moore, Jeff Simmons, and uh, Felder Rushing. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101. Also, listen for Felder up next if you're listening on Saturday. Have a great day. It's MPB.